How are y'all this morning? Good. <laughs> that was awesome. Well, you you men been enjoying the messages? I've been enjoying them. They've been helping me a lot. <clears throat> I'm so thankful for uh, what's being taught, and I know for me, my family and. All of us have grown so much through this Ephesians uh, journey here, and I just appreciate uh, Chad leading us and fathering us like he is, and his heart for revival in the home, you know, because that, that can be the biggest revival is when we have it in our homes, in our marriages, and our children, and it's just, I just feel so blessed, and um I'm going to pick back off where I had talked last about entering into his rest, and I had talked the last time about um, unbelief, and and uh, today I just want to kind of, you know, God's really been having me look at the, you know, what kept the children of Israel from entering in, and he really started kind of showing me about this this complaining, which to me, this is kind of how I was looking at, would lead into a hardness of hearts. And how, uh, how easy but deceiving that can be, you know, when we don't think that we have that kind of a heart. Does that make sense? Um, and so there's just some things I've been praying about, and I just wanted to kind of touch on that I felt like... Uh, God's all about exposing our hearts to restore our hearts, right? It's because he's so in love with us, he's not willing to put up with our junk. Does that make sense? He's not willing to put up with my junk. He, he walks with me and he has so much grace and mercy for me, but that's... He's good with staying with where I'm at, but that's not where I need to stay. Does that make sense? I need to, he, there's a purpose and there's a journey that I need to be looking at. And Chad has said this before, but this just kept resonating in me this week. Tyler is not the standard. Does that make sense? Jesus has to be our standard. We can't be our own standard in our walk. Does that make sense? Because when that happens, we can, we can grow, and then we can go, well, I'm better than I used to be. Does that make sense? And so if we're the standard, then we're not having Christ as our standard, and so then we can become complacent. Does that make sense to anybody? And so God's just kind of been stirring some things, and, and, uh, and I pray this touches some of you guys, but... As I was kind of, you know, kind of studying on the children of Israel, and I'm going to go here in a minute if y'all want to turn there, because I want to read in Numbers 14, 1 through 12, because there's certain different circumstances that they went through that um, caused them to complain, you know, or they chose to complain, and so... Um, for me, 
as circumstances hit, I have an opportunity to choose two things. I can either complain or I can be thankful, right? A lot of times in my past, I've complained and called it being thankful. Does that make sense? I've called it, oh, Lord, help me in this. And in, the, in my heart's grumbling and complaining. Has anybody been there? Am I the only person? And so something God's had me on this journey of repentance for a, a good while now. And when we learn, and like Chad's taught us, it's a renewal of the mind, right? So when our mind gets renewed, isn't that a good place to be in? Instead of viewing that as, oh, man, I got to repent, viewing it as, thank you, Jesus, I get to repent. Thank you, Jesus, he, he gives us gifts of repentance. He gives us a gift to repent. Does that make sense? So as I'm viewing like uh, our society and things, I feel like we as, an, as a nation have come pretty entitled. Does that make sense? We're teaching our children, you're owed this. And so they always feel like uh, there's this complaining. So complaining, as I was looking at it, is very contagious. And if we live a heart of complaining, our kids are going to pick up on that. And so if we're complaining, it's going to turn our hearts hard where it's going to begin to be hard to hear the Lord, right? But if I teach my children that, what I'm teaching my children is have hard hearts. That's scary to me. Like when I started seeing that, <clears throat> seeing some things in this, um, it can be pretty frightening and be a pretty place of fear that I think we need to get a hold of. And so in Hebrews, where we started, or I started last time, where it said, therefore, and I've been thinking about that word, therefore, you know, he's, you know, he said, don't enter into this place of fear, um, into this unbelief. There's a reason he says that, and, and I need to get a hold of something here. And so, uh, um, I'm going to read in this numbers, but, you know, at this point, they, they've sent spies into the promised land to check some things out. And, and in this way, I'm seeing it is they're, they're wanting to go back to Egypt. They're like, we've come this far. Why didn't we die there? You know, um, so when we have this place in our heart, it gets real tempting to uh, to want to go back to Egypt. And I don't care who we are. Everybody in here has a place of Egypt in their life. That there's somewhere in your life that you were bound and you're in bondage and God frees you from. But you get hit with the catastrophic experience or circumstance and you, you've got two things you can do right now. And it's going to be really tempting. The enemy is going to come in there and tell you, you really messed up. Why don't you go back to Egypt? Does that make sense? Um, and so, if y'all will go with me to Numbers 14.
and it says in Numbers 14, 1, and all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried and wept that night. Of course, we know because they sent these two spies and came back and find out about the giants. And, and then fear came in. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron and the whole congregation said unto them, would God that, that we had died in the land of Egypt or would God we had died in this wilderness? And, there, and wherefore hath the Lord brought us into this land to fall by the sword that our wives and our children should be prey where it not be better for us to return into Egypt. And they said one to another, let us make a captain. Let us return into Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. And Joshua, son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, which were them that searched the land, rent their clothes. And they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which floweth with milk and honey. Only rebel not yet against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. But all the congregation bade stone them with stones. And the glory of the Lord appeared into the tabernacle of the congregation before all the children of Israel. And the Lord said unto Moses, How long will this people provoke me? And how long will it be ere they believe me for all the signs which I have showed among them? I will smite them with a pestilence and dishearten them, and I will make them a greater nation, mightier than they. So, um, you know, as I'm reading this, um, a lot of things are coming to my mind, but so I'll talk to fathers in here, you know, that have children old enough that you want them to go the right direction. And you, it takes a sacrifice of certain things to lead them uh, in a place for them, for their life and their journey where you feel like they, you want to see them go. And they turn against you and they want something else. That makes sense? So when I read this, I just hear the broken heart of the Lord. When Jesus has done what he's done for me, he's desperately wanting my whole heart. That's what, that's what to me, that's what I'm seeing in this. That's what it's about. He, he, wants, he wants to have every place of me. <clears throat> but we don't, sometimes we can be deceived in thinking we, he has that when certain things aren't touched. Does that make sense? And... When he touches certain things and things are touched, then it exposes some things. So I started kind of seeing it like this. Like we go through circumstances in these moments that there's going to be a crushing. Like to have that new wine, it takes, it takes going through something that's painful, right? What comes out of me is very important. Does that make sense? What comes out when I'm squeezed, what comes out of Tyler? You know, and if we all expose ourselves and we all ask ourselves this question, I wish that I could say when I'm squeezed, I, I, I come out with a smile on my face and loving talk. You know, I wish, <laughs> I want to get there. 
And like I said in the beginning, if I was on my standard, I could sit here and go, well, I'm better than I used to be. You know, and I am, but I'm not where I need to be. Does that make sense? So in my circumstances here lately, I've had one thing after another, after another, after another, where I'm like, finally like, Lord, what else? You know, like, come on. And you know what? I feel like it's okay to be honest with the Lord. Does that make sense? He, he desires for us to just to be honest, because as I've heard Chad say before, he knows what's in our heart anyways. We might as well just be open, you know. And so, you know, his, um, his desire through this squeezing is to have all of us. <clears throat> and it's not just important for my life what, what I receive and what I uh, choose to walk in, but it's going to affect the others around me. It's going to affect my wife. It's going to affect my children. And it's going to affect the body around me. Um, when a lot of times, am I the only person that gets selfish and thinks it's just about me? You know, when you're going through a squeezing, do you, in that, right there in that moment, are you thinking about everybody else, how it's going to affect them? No. That's where, that's where I want to get to. That's, that's my desire. I want to get to a place that it's truly not about my life. And I want to say that, and I say that a lot, and I pray that a lot, but when things hit me, all of a sudden, it becomes about me again. And, uh, and so, God's just been, I don't know, just really stirring a lot of this with it within me. But in this passion in Numbers, they have this leader, and all of a sudden, they want to go another direction. So, th this is kind of what I want to bring up this morning. Um is when our pastor or leadership that God has established is leading us a direction, it may not look outright complaining when we go, man, I just don't like the way that sounds. I don't really, I don't know about that. Does that make sense? You know? And so what I want to bring up here is the Lord has established leaders, leadership, and a father figure to help guide us where he's wanting us to go. And, and it's important that we don't go there. And if we, if we feel that, if there's this place in our hearts, it's, it's real simple. We just repent and go, Lord Jesus, I want to go the direction you're leading us. And so... Um, You know, how, how we handle what we go through determines our outcome. <clears throat> Does that make sense? And um, I think for, for me, three years ago when Lindsay and I moved here and we started coming here probably a month or two after we moved here, um, it was God's salvation for our lives. Does that make sense? You know, when, when you can look back on your life and you start realizing I was headed 
in a bad place. Does that make sense? But in the moment, I didn't see it that way. So has anybody else been there? <clears throat> but now that I look back, I see the salvation of the Lord has healed me, is healing me. I'm not right. I don't mean that. But he's healing me. He's healing my wife and he's healing my children so that we can become who God's called us to be. But we, we had just been coming and things were uh, up in the air with my job. And I've always done what I've done because of my job situation. And it looked kind of scary for a moment. And uh, in that moment, I felt like the Lord was bringing me to this place of decision. Does that make sense? You can keep running your life for another job, another uh, worldly, circumstantial position. What if that's taken away? What are you going to do? And normally, if that's taken away because of my job, what I do, there's nothing like that around here. I would have to move off somewhere. I'd have to go a long ways from here. And in that moment, I said, Jesus, this is where I am. I'm going to, first time in my life, plant myself somewhere because you planted me here. No matter what my job does, because my job consists of a home. Like, I, I own nothing. So if I lose my job, I lose everything, Okay. And so you start thinking about your wife and your kids, like, what, what am I going to do? And that day I chose, you know what? I'm planting myself in this body. I'm going to submit myself under this leadership. And this is where I'm going to be, no matter what else happens. Not long after that, things changed and turned, and, and um, God just was such a blessing to us. But it took me in a decision-making process. Does that make sense? And, and so I am so thankful for this body, all of you guys. I'm so thankful for you guys because um, it allows me to be who, who I need to be. And exposure is good. And Chad's talked about a lot about home groups and family. Like we don't really get exposed until we're with each other a lot. And there's a lot of things that y'all put up with me, and I appreciate it, you know. <clears throat> and I, I love all y'all so much, and I appreciate Just like y'all let me share up here, um, I, appreciate, I appreciate that. But I'm just saying that I think we all got to come to this crossroads in our life, and where, what are we going to do with it? <clears throat> are we going to see the giants? Are we going to complain because what we don't see right now, even though he's done all these miracles to get us where we are? Are we going to submit to the authorities given us and, uh, and appreciate that and settle into that and trust God in that? Does that make sense? Um, but if y'all will go with me to Hebrews 3, uh, 1. Says, wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the uh, the apostles 
and the high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. So I'm going to change this translation here in a minute here. I'm reading out the Passion. It says, For he was faithful to the Father who appointed him in the same way that Moses was a model of faithfulness and what was entrusted to him. But Jesus is worthy to receive a much greater glory than Moses. For the one who builds a house deserves to be honored more than the house he builds. Every house is built by someone, but God is the designer and the builder of all things. Indeed, Moses served God faithfully in all he gave him to do. His work prophetically illustrates things that would later be spoken and fulfilled. But Christ is more than a servant. He was faithful as the son in charge of God's house, and now we are part of his house. If we continue courageously to hold firmly to our bold confidence and our victorious hope. This is why the Holy Spirit says, if only you would listen to his voice this day. Don't make him angry by hardening your hearts like your ancestors did during their days of their rebellion when they were tested in the wilderness. There your fathers tested me and tried my patience even though they saw my miracles for 40 years. They still doubted me. This ignited anger with that generation, and I said about them, they wander in their hearts just like they do with their feet, and they, relearn, they refuse to learn my ways. That verse right there really hit me the other day. When it says that they wandered in their hearts just like they do with their feet. Man, like when, that, when I read that, that really like, I don't know, really troubled me because I think sometimes we tell ourselves we're not wandering. That makes sense? So we can be here, but we're being, when we're, we're being taught something and we're going in our mind, well, I don't know if I agree with that. Does that make sense? This is just what I'm seeing in the, some of this is that's, even though it's my heart's wondering. Does that make sense? And when I, when I read this, it just really, I think, and I may not be able to relay this well enough the way I feel, but I think sometimes when we read this, we don't apply it to Tyler's life. Does that make sense? I don't, I don't look at me and go, where in me is my heart wondered? Where in me has my feet wandered? You know, does that make sense? Because if we'll go back and we'll remember, what is, what's the vision of Christ? It's, it's to have all of us. It's not to point out my faults to that. It, it's, it's so that I can be restored to him wholly, right? And it's not about, it's not about me doing all the right things, but it's, it's about, having that focus on Jesus and not letting just life distract me and, and, and get the best of me because I've been the chief of that in my life. I've let, <clears throat> I've let so much get me. And it's just like, you know, when, when we start standing and, and God starts doing something in us, sometimes then we get attacked with things. And so... Like here lately, 
with my job, it's been like constant. Like I said, everything's going wrong, and I've been trying to keep my eyes on the Lord, and then I, before I know it, something else is falling apart, and late nights and early mornings, and and so through this rest that I've been talking about, like, God, how do I, how do I get to that place and stay there? And, and to me, what God's been showing me is it's, it's a heart thing. He's after my heart, you know. Um, and so he's so in love with us that he desires to, to completely have everything in me. Um, And so I just want to encourage us all, you know, when uh, there's somebody, a brother, whatever, that if if they come with that place because of what they're dealing with in their life, it's it's our responsibility as to love them in a way that can turn that atmosphere around. Does that make sense? Um, It's to be understanding, it's to love them, and it's to point their vision back to Jesus. Does that, does that make sense to you guys? And, uh, you know, if you find yourself in a particular season like this, it's very important what, um, what choice and how we, how we go about our outcome will will be determined by our choices, and so through this crushing and through this through this pruning of of what God's been showing me in my life, is He's getting a lot of the old Tyler out of the way if I allow Him, you know, if I allow Him to get all the you know the the self focus and. Um, I thought I was a pretty humble person, you know. I thought I was. But when I really started looking at my life, why would I get frustrated? Well, it affected me. Does that make sense? Well, then you start getting into pride. And it's like when God starts really, unlay, you know, taking off the layers, you know. But this is the thing I want to express is what God's showing me is I'm thankful he exposes me. Does that make sense? I'm, I want to have that thankful heart. And so that's where I kind of want to turn this thing into. The temptation is going to be complaining because we're going to be afraid because of what we see. Does that make sense? Let's turn what the enemy wants to do against us. Because what God's doing is allowing a situation so we, we can look like Jesus. If Jesus could go through what he went through, if he can do that, because he loved me so much, then if I have one little tiny issue that if I shared it with y'all, it would probably be like, that's nothing, you know? But on our own minds, it seems big. Does that make sense? Our different circumstances seems way bigger than if we just said it out loud. 
And so his desire is, 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 truly, is truly to have us and, and to have a, a thankfulness in that season. But also in this season that they don't, don't take it for granted. You know, Tyler, don't for, take for granted where you are right now. Um, like, for instance, I went to this horse show and all the odds were against me. And I go there and pretty much nobody wants me there. You know, it's, it's a competition, you know, and I'm, I'm not in the group and the cliques and all that. So when I come there and I haven't been able to do what I need to do to be prepared. And so um, I got frustrated for a minute. I didn't act, I didn't act in rest. <laughs> and so I had to repent. And I had to realize this ain't about me. Because why did I get frustrated? Because I, I let it be about me. Does that make sense? So if I'm truly going to say, I'm going to lay my life down for the Lord. If I'm truly going to say, Lord, use me, then I got to really mean it. And so I just repented. And all of a sudden when I did that, I start able to see things. And so we were eating at a little concession stand, and this, this servant guy was sweeping the floors. And nobody was seeing him. And I went over there, and I hugged him, and I said, man, I just want to thank you for your servant's heart. I said, if it wasn't for you, all this other wouldn't happen. And we don't, we don't recognize those people. We don't recognize the ones cleaning the bathrooms. doing. They're really the heart of the whole thing. If you don't have that, you don't, you don't have the rest. Does that make sense? So I just had a heart for him, and I was hugging him, and, and he was like, <laughs> he's looking at me, he's like, I love you too, brother, and he's breathing all over me. He'd been smoking, hit <laughs> all over in my face. And, but what was so cool is I, it didn't matter because I loved him so much. But if I hadn't have repented, does that make sense? Got my eyes off of Tyler, repented, changed my mind, got it back on Jesus, then I can see those around me. So what I'm getting at is, is if, if my heart's not right, it not only affects my wife, my children, but it affects everybody around me. And they're, they're, they may be needing a prayer, a stand, something from me. But I've been so focused on myself, I've taken everything away. Does that make sense? And so I'm calling myself to a higher place. And I'm asking, Lord, show me how to get there. And he's loving. He's walking me with me through it. But I don't want to stay always going through the same 40 years of the wilderness. Does that make sense? I want to get past this because I want to be who he wants me to be. I want to, God's placed me here to not do a natural work. He's, he's placed me here to be a family with you guys. In the body of Christ. Um, if y'all want, if y'all don't mind going with me to uh, Hebrews four. It's four one says, uh, now God has offered to us the same promise of entering into his realm of resting in confident faith 
So we must be extremely careful to ensure that we all embrace the fullness of that promise and not fall, fail to experience it. We have heard the good news of deliverance just as they did, yet they didn't join their faith with the word. Instead, what they heard didn't affect them deeply, for they doubted. For, for those of us who believe, faith activates the promise, and we experience the realm of confident rest. For he has said, I was grieved with them and made a solemn oath. They will never enter the common rest of my spirit. God's works have all been completed from the foundation of the world. But that first part that says, for those who believe, faith activates the promise, and we experience the realm of confident rest. And so it's kind of where I want to head to in this is, is that um, we, have a, we have a choice to step in where he wants us to be. And it is completely my choice. And it's up it's up to me where I head in this. And um there's another scripture in Romans I read this last week that just blessed me. It's Romans I read it at home group the other night. It's Romans 10, 16 and 17. But not everyone welcomes the good news as Isaiah said, Lord is there anyone who hears and believes our message? It says, faith then is birthed in a heart that responds to God's anointed utterance of the anointed one. And, and I believe all of us want this in here. I really believe that. I, y'all are such an awesome group of people. And I'm just sharing my heart where I'm at. And I pray that y'all hear it the right way, you know. That, uh, but I see everybody in here desiring to want to be all that God's wanting them to be individually and to see the growth in all you guys just as the growth in me because, you know, as we walk as as a body, y'all see my growth and I see y'all's together and we hold each other together and that's what makes it such an awesome place. And so when you're not here, just like when Lindsay and I had to go on that trip, Man, it's hard, you know. We missed you guys, you know, and we love y'all, and y'all just uh, are such a a blessing to us. But if there's any if there's any place in our hearts that we have that that we ask that we all we got to do is just ask the Lord to expose that place and show us: Is there some place in me that's not believing? Is there is there a place in me that I have fear of where I'm headed? Is there a place in me that's not trusting and entrusting myself to Christ? And not, and not just that, God, you know, you know where Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. You know, we're following a leader that does that. But it doesn't stop with him. It doesn't stop with Chad. Tyler needs to be that. Does that make sense? I'm so thankful for who Chad is in my life, but I want to be that person also. I want others to be able to follow me because I'm following Christ in such a pure way. Does that make sense? And uh, and so I just, that's just my uh, prayer for me. And, um, and 
next time I'm just going to kind of get into the abiding and rest and stuff. But that's just kind of where, where, where God showed me as far as the entering and what, it, what can keep me from entering. You know, what can, what can keep me from entering into that place with, with Christ. And, um, and then if God exposes those places in me, that all it takes is just a quick repentance and ask the Lord to get me refocused. And uh, because my desire is to look like Jesus, not look like Tyler. Um, any of the junk that I've, that I, uh, you know, deceived myself for so long in the past was I said that, but I still was seeking all these worldly things. Trying to, I was trying to work hard to gain man's approval. I was trying to do all these things and I didn't feel good enough. But when you finally become one with Christ, and realize I'm one with you. And that's something when I was at that cutting and I was feeling. And I looked up and I said, thank you, Jesus. I'm one with you and I'm not one with this atmosphere. And that was so freeing to get to that place. Because, I mean, a lot of people don't know me close like that to know that that's been a struggle my whole life. It's when I felt an atmosphere of, of pride or competition or um, whatever that is, that it would shrink me back. And then I didn't know how to boldly be that. And so God started showing me, you know, when I'm one with Jesus, I can walk confident into this room, into this atmosphere, and I can change it, not let it change me. So when I walk into something that's not of the Lord, I can change it. So it was really cool when I did that, this guy from Florida came and he started helping me. And I went. I went to the practice pen where you work your horses, and I went in there, and I was by myself. Nobody knows what it takes to, to work a horse, but it's, it's a lot. You can't go into things. You got to have help. You got to have everybody helping you. I had no help. And I looked up, and this guy brought all his hands in there. There's like four people, five people right in there. And Lindsay's outside, and later Lindsay said she just made her cry because I was all I was hung out to dry by myself. And this guy brought a whole crew of people, and it set it up for me. And I see that's how, the, how this body is here. Y'all have all got each other's backs. And that's what makes strength. That's where the power comes from, is through the brotherly love in this place, in this house. And to me, that's what God was showing me. This is rest. It's when I leave my heart in the Father's hands. And like I said before, when, when you try to do something on your own, it feels really unsafe. But when you have a body of people that stand there, man, I, I've got you. You're not alone, you know. And I just appreciate y'all. appreciate our pastors, and, and I love y'all. But that's pretty much it for me today. So thank y'all for hearing me this morning. And I'll... Uh, yeah, I'll pray. And... If y'all want to stand with me, and I'll pray we can be dismissed here. Father, I just come to you in the name of Jesus, and I thank you for who you are, and I thank you, Father, for how much you love us, and I thank you, Father, for these such awesome family that we have here. And we just thank you that this morning I just repent in any way where I may have uh, 
hurt a brother or I may have not been who you've called me to be. And I just thank you. I repent for any place in my heart that's not been, that's been complaining in any way or, or anything that hasn't been in total in love with you, Jesus. And as you were showing me through doing this, we want to know what God's will is. We want to know what your heart is. Your, your heart is family. Your heart is love. Your heart is when you, you establish a foundation of leadership that we have placed ourselves under that and we love by honoring that. That's how we know your heart. That's how we seek your heart. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for revealing to each one here your fullness of who you want them to be in Jesus' name. And in the name of Jesus, we thank you that as they not just leave today, as they go out in this week, that, Father, you're establishing an explosive powerhouse through the Spirit of God to erupt their community, to, to erupt their workplace. So when they take this, they take this to their coworker that's wanting to complain about the boss, and they go, you know what? It doesn't matter. We're going to worship you, and we're going we're gonna to praise Jesus, and let's do this together and, and create an atmosphere atmosphere of love and the world, and that will draw all men unto God. And we just praise you, and we thank you, and we love you, and I praise you in Jesus' name.